Hey there, podcast fam. Welcome to Sisters Say It All, the podcast where we spill the tea, share the laughs, and explore all topics that make life awesome and not so awesome. With us, anything goes. We are your favorite sister duo, Sophie Eckerhold and Stephanie Houghton, who have no boundaries when it comes to discussing everything under the sun. Think of us as your go-to pals, ready to chat, laugh, and sometimes cry. So, let's get started, friends. Welcome to Sisters Say It All. Hello, sisters. Hello, hello. Happy New Year, everyone. And brothers, I guess, too, if there's any men listening. Uh, Happy New Year. Yes, we are back a little bit later than we had anticipated. Yeah, things just got out of hand, obviously, like with Christmas and families, and there's always so much on and trying to get together at this time of the year. But you guys all understand, I'm sure, because you've either been doing the same or have the same stuff going on with your kids and family. Yeah, let's start with our favourite thing. Well, my personally, my favourite way to start the episode. And let's do a wellbeing check. So, Soph, how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Um, was a little bit sort of flat the last couple of days. Just, um, I think sort of just around New Year's, sort of, I don't know. Yeah, just feeling really flat. But finally feeling a bit more myself today. I did just get my period and I feel like now since having kids, my hormones, my periods are so much worse. Oh, yeah. And just like very go very up and down, whereas before I didn't. But anyway, besides that. You know what it is? I think it's the cycle. When you think back or when I think back prior to kids, I got my periods and then I didn't have my periods. Yeah. Right? Where now it's like the week leading up, you're really moody or, you know, you're all over the place and you get your periods and you – I personally spike a little bit and have a bit more energy. And then it's almost like a week after I get my periods, I come crashing down again. And then I've got one week where I'm level-headed and and, kind of normal. Mm. And I don't remember having that before kids. Yeah, it's the same. Like I always get sort of feel a bit like nauseous, headache, almost like pregnancy symptoms. Mm. But then obviously I get my period. Then the same, have a bit of energy. But then like yesterday I had such a like, upset tummy like a bit of diarrhea sorry to be gross and I was like what the hell like have I picked up a stomach bug but then it's all this stuff that I never used to happen but it definitely puts me in sort of more of a mental just flat and not motivated couldn't be bothered Mm. sort of you know and it's the holiday time I should not be like that but you know I have been in a bit of a funk and I feel like I've been in a bit of a funk since even before Christmas and and that's why I think I'm vocal about it because I'm very well aware we all get into shitty headspaces. We all go through periods of feeling flat. You know, you're not on 100% 24-7, seven days a week, every day of the month. But when it's consistently and it starts to affect everyday life, that's when yeah. I'm like, come on, man. This is How just, can I snap like, why do I feel like this? That's what, and, and I beat myself up and, over it. Yeah, and also, too, I think the holiday time as well, like it's put out there that we should feel so happy yes. and everything, and not everyone does. A lot of people are dealing with grief because mm. they're not with their loved ones over Christmas, whether they've lost a child, children, family, anything like that. Yeah, and so, they don't have that person there to celebrate with. And Absolutely. it can also be a sad time for them. It's not always this happy, you know, and there's such a big build-up before Christmas too, and then it's the day and then it's done. I know, definitely. leading up to it and then you have this great day and then it's just like, oh, okay. So, yeah, so I was feeling a bit flat that um, we go on holidays tomorrow. We're camping for a week, so that should be really fun. So looking forward to that. 
Um, what about you? How are you feeling? Well, yeah, I definitely feel a lot better today, which Ooh. is such a you bonus. Went to the gym this morning. morning. Yes, and that is definitely helps for sure. When I look back and, and reevaluate my life, has been a massive contributing factor as to why I feel like shit. I know that mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, and it's so funny. Before when I used to loathe any sort of exercise, but then also used to just sit in my misery of feeling shit. Mm. I used to be, I used to be that person that thought, oh, it's just so cliche as if going to the gym really makes you feel better or even eating. But yes, it does. Obviously now being someone who usually works out quite a bit and, and generally eats healthy when you're not doing that. Yeah. When you're used to it and then you're not, you feel more sluggish. You You want to eat worse because you're like, oh, whatever, I'm not going to the gym. Whereas Mm -hmm. you actually get up, you just feel endorphins. Endorphins? Endorphins. Yeah, endorphins. Yeah, everything feels. You've just And it's the energy I find that it gives me. It's definitely the energy. Especially in the morning, I think it's nice. Yeah, yeah. So went this morning. I'm just trying to really be more intentional with my time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that Lenny's in daycare three days a week. Yeah, so... I, I do. I definitely feel a little, little bit better. I feel better today, but Good. the last, yeah, I want to say month, I've just been in this real funk. Funk. And also, I did just get married. It was yeah, last year was so up. busy, and it's probably my brain because I'm very much a go, go, go person. Yeah, you're Now right. that I don't, not that I don't have anything to look forward to, but I don't really have anything planned this year yet. But with uh, your yeah, job, yeah. like I feel like there could be something like there's a lot of time. yeah, of course. But um, yeah, that I think my brain doesn't know how to slow down a little bit sometimes. Yeah, of course. Where it's now, it's the time to slow down. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I guess today we are going to talk about sex, baby, intimacy. We um put up a something on Instagram on like what you guys wanted to hear. And we've been discussing about wanting to talk about this anyway. And some and we wrote, did touch on it. We I did think when we did a Q and A episode, which we will do another Q and A again. Yes. I reckon. So I think the biggest thing I know for women, mm-hmm. or not that I know, but that I seem to see a lot in women. Again, because my main demographic on social media is women. I don't have any men tend <laughs> to be asking me sex questions, but it just seems to be after kids. Yes. That it, our sex drive almost goes the fuck away. Yeah, like it's, I guess because when you've got, I don't know what it is, but like for me sometimes I really have to make the Con- mental. Conscious effort. Conscious effort to be like, okay. So I let's talk. Will you- and I feel so much better after, but it's the lead up. Do you, are you a sexual person? Would you say prior to kids, were you someone that enjoyed sex? Yes. I wouldn't say I'm the most sexual person. Mm-hmm. I need to have it every day. Are you Absolutely. affectionate in your relationships? Yes, I've gotten better. I think Calais would say that I'm not that affectionate, yeah, which I is really funny because I thought myself to be quite affectionate. But um, we are very funny when it, we're shown affection. Even with Dean, I get funny and uncomfortable if he was to be really intimate. Like, for example, our proposal. Yeah. Because I was so caught up in the moment, I, I didn't. But I always imagined that, you know, if he was to sit me down or, or be like, yeah. more than anything. Which that oh, makes my skin crawl. So like, makes my skin crawl. Like, like all the movies, when I see movies like that, I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like, I love, love that. that. I want that. But when it actually comes to that, like in the moment, like you said, like if I was, was- <laughs> I'd be like, ah, 
Like, even though obviously I love him, I just wouldn't say I'm the most affectionate. No, even I when mum cries and wants to hug us, I'm like, I just... Oh, I like, I've gotten better, but fuck, at first I'm like, this is so fucking awkward, part of my language. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so, so yeah, would I, am I the most sexual person? Mm. No. Mm. I think I'm just average. Yes. Do I want it every day? Do I want to bang like six times a day? Absolutely but not. But were you like that when you first started to dating? See, oh, I we were doing, we were we doing did. long distance, so it was a little mm. bit hard. But even so, like, and then I got a job that was, yeah, I wasn't, I really have to be in that sort of headspace. I think I was yeah. still dealing with a lot mentally. Definitely. With, like, the move and just everything else, whatever I was going through at the time, not to make excuses. So... I was definitely more before kids, but I definitely wasn't like I was 18. See, the funny thing, I look back at the beginning of our relationship and Dean and I were definitely very intimate. Like I would say you're a bit more like sexual than me. Yes. Yeah, probably. Maybe more comfortable in sex, like in my, not comfortable in my sexuality, that's probably not the right way to describe it, but I used to be a bit like awkward and stuff, I feel like. Yes, where I'm very confident in the bedroom, I would say. Yeah, where I've gotten more confident, but I wouldn't say I'm the most risky person ever. Oh, I mean, neither am I. Like, I'm not into, you know, crazy shit. I mean, I've done roadhead a few times. Do you know what that is? Is that where you give head on the road? Yeah. I mean, that's probably about as kinky as we get, you know. Oh, God. I mean, look, who hasn't done that? Yeah. So, like, sometimes, and I feel like... I mean, that's exciting. That's... That's really... So I've really got to sort of like be in that sort of mode, you Yeah, know? I am definitely a daytime Yeah, I'm person. morning. I'm like roll over mm. in the morning, um, nighttime. Because you have just touched down exhausted. Unless we had a hotel room and, you know, we were on our own or something. Yeah, like that, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hadn't been touched and, and whinged at and demanded at all day. Yeah. Had demands thrown at you. But it's day. definitely changed since having Felix. But I'd still say that we do it quite frequent for... A family with a kid. Like I know some people that don't at all. Oh, Every they six go months. months on stuff. Like I, we couldn't do that. I couldn't either. No. See, the thing we had, and Dean and I had a bit of a disagreement the other day because for me, I need to be loved up and be kind of butted up a little bit before I have sex. Absolutely. I can't go all day not speaking or even days of you know coexisting as we naturally do. Yeah. You know, we go through waves where we're probably more intimate than not, but days where, you know, he's been at work all day, comes home, hey, babe, showers, baths, in bed, and, and then, you know, if he wants it or expects it, then for me, I'm like, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Flirt with me all day. Come home and, and be affectionate. And I say this to him all the time because he sometimes will leave, say, comments like, oh, look, you know, I don't even know why I bother trying or, you know, if anyone else was getting turned down this much, oh, you know, they would stop trying it. And little comments like that, which oh, I know he just says it jokingly. Oh, yeah. But like, if anything, that but turns if- me off even more. Yeah. And I say to him, you can't say that because when it's on weekends or when we're away, I want to jump your bones all the time. I need to have that time together before having sex. I think the biggest thing and what we really wanted to touch yes. on now was intimacy after kids. Yes. I think a lot of women feel pressured, maybe a little bit. I'm going to, this might be a bit of a controversial comment, but sometimes I think men can be a little bit without even noticing 
demanding. Absolutely. It's because almost like, think- don't demand and I will do it in my time. But you throwing these comments, oh, I don't get it enough. Or, that just, for me personally, turns me off. Oh, absolutely. And it's sort of like... You've got to remember too, and it said so much, is our whole bodies have changed. Yes. Hormones and things like that. And sometimes I'll express that with Callie, and he is very understanding. Yeah, but he does not really get it. No. Whereas, like, my hormones are different. My body is so different now. Yes. My drive for everything is so different. Mental capacity is different. And, look, I know stress definitely affects their mood Absolutely. and their sex drive. Because Dean's even said too, personally, like, his sex drive isn't the way it used to be. And of course. And I, I would – that stress and, and environmental – Absolutely. You know, circumstances. But it does change when you have kids. And I think the biggest thing, and I know this maybe sounds a little bit cliche, is being vocal. Yeah. So as you feel like you need to have it all like, oh, yeah, like I have sex all the time. I keep the house clean. You know, I do the cooking. I work. There's that pressure or society pressure to do it all. Yeah. I mean, used to be more so than now. There is. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, more 50-50. And I would say Dean and I are very 50-50 when he's home, obviously. Yes, definitely. He's not home much at the moment, but, you know, when he is home, it is very 50-50 and there isn't that expectation of me that I need to cook and clean and the house needs to be tidy and, and all that and, and whatever. And like I said earlier, he has needs and I want to meet those needs. I have needs and I expect him to want to meet my needs too. Of course. And I think you need to step back and and it goes both ways. You need to actually take effort, put effort into Finding what gets your partner off. Yeah, definitely. And more than very good having kids. Definitely. And it might take a little bit longer. Yeah. And also, too, I think intimacy comes in so many different ways. It obviously not just sex. No, like and that's you. And yeah. you like a big kiss up, like a big No, that's it. I does. Yeah. So where Calais is and he's like, oh, like, what about a bit more tongue? And I'm like, oh, like, I can't even think the last yes. time I use like tongue. Like, obviously, when you're kissing, you know, you're using the mouth and, but like, full the tongue, like, full passion. Like, can't remember. I don't think I'm big on like big on making love. I guess, but oh, so the yeah. passion side of it. Yeah, and and I think uh, this is where the love languages quiz comes. Yeah, in play. I find if he feels loved through other ways, then he's not as demanding. Not that he's demanding. He's not demanding. No, he's just being a normal will, human yeah, being. Yeah, he will just instigate it, and I'm not in the mood. Right. Yeah. Again. Usually I'm not in the mood because I haven't spoken to him all day or haven't really seen him in, in a week or, you know, we've been arguing or whatever. We've so have got right a job now, deadline, the kids are annoying. Yeah, so there's, you know, circumstances. When I notice that if he, you know, if I do greet him at the front door with a kiss because that's his biggest thing, his is definitely um, his love language is touch. Um, touch, physical touch. But sorry, what I was saying, when he, um, when I do love him in the ways that he likes to be loved, so even if it is just a cuddle or sitting on the lounge and giving him my undivided attention, attention, he's naturally more, he's receptive to it and then he's more giving. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So it's just taking that time to do that. Kelly's the yeah. same. You're like, come here. Like if we're sitting on the couch and I'm like, I'm doing something. Like, why are you asking me now? And then I'm like, no, Sophie. Yeah. Go there. Just sit on him. Yeah. And sit with him and cuddle him. And you don't need to bounce. You know, you don't need to bounce. And it doesn't always mean it's going to be like, and then sometimes I'll jump and be like, oh, just not now, just because like I do have a bit of a headache. And he's like, oh, always a headache. Like, I know, that's one thing. Like, why does it always have to lead into sex? Like, why can't we just cuddle on the lounge? Yeah. Or like, he'll be like, we need some you and me time. I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, and then we'll both, you know, sometimes get annoyed at each other and be like, stop planning it. But I'm like, well, we kind of have to because we're both naturally planners. But then also, we don't plan it. We definitely don't. Oh, we don't always. Like, most of the time we don't. But sometimes I'll be like, okay, we need some you and me time lately. Yes. Dean and I, the last, 
I want to say month, have been at each other, oh, not month, maybe the last two weeks, two to three weeks, have been at each other's neck. I don't know what it is. Because you're home together more now. Maybe. I don't know if it's also mm. because I've been in a shitty headspace. So be. then on top of that, I'm, I'm, my patience is, isn't very great. I'm yeah. a lot more snappy. And, and so we've just been both in this funk. And I think as well, you sometimes just need to, like you said, consciously make the effort, even Absolutely. if you don't want to. And you don't want it to be a chore. No, no. Oh God, but sometimes not. you've just got to start. So I did that. I was just like, you know, instigated it probably for the first time in a long time. And then the next day and then the next day. And then by the end of the week, I was, I was in the mood to do yeah. it. It's like the more you do it, the more you enjoy it because it is enjoyable. And Absolutely. I think you need to find oh. what it is that you enjoy. And you don't want it to be a chore. And sometimes it might feel like that. Of course. You know, and some men might be. And so does being a mum. Sometimes like I love my kids, but sometimes do I want to parent them? No, but I have to. But then obviously the more I, I do it and I'm with them every day and there's beautiful moments in those in the day and, you know, you love it and you just continue to do it. So I think, I mean, I don't know if that was a great analogy, but. No, that makes sense. I remember recently I was reading a book by Colleen Hoover that my sisters-in-law gave to me mm. and it was called Verity. So good. I'm not much of a reader. I always say I'm going to read more. Anyway, there was a lot of like sex in it and a lot of like, I would like read it and literally be like, oh my God. Get and that. that really helped. Yes. And then, you know, we were, you know, going at it a little bit more and a bit more random, I guess. Mm. And Callie's like, you need to read more of those books. So that helped as well. So like seeing that, so it's, you know, it's not, yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that just helped me. So I guess it's finding things that get you in the mood or yeah. get you aroused. And it doesn't, when, it, like we said, with intimacy, it doesn't have to be sex. Yeah, it could be it, anything. It could be just like cuddling, kissing, yes. whatever that is. What would be your ideal perfect situation for intimacy? Whether that be yeah okay sex, so my foreplay is definitely like time together yeah so if we had like a date day at the beach or just time together I I need him to be flirty I need him to be uh, I'm maybe like a little bit naughty yeah. seductive and then look I'm yeah and then the rest is history that is my biggest turn on are you for someone sure. Are you someone that could go, like, just say you had a weekend away, could mm-hmm. you do it three times yeah, that day? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you have, obviously. Yeah, but again, definitely way more before kids. Yeah. And then I, and this is where I think and why I say I think expectations need to be out there in the open because back then you had the freedom to do that. Yeah. The reality is, unfortunately, we don't yeah. now. But be a little bit risky and it, and surprise yourself. Well, that's the thing. That's the same. Go thing and do it in the pantry. Yeah, go, like we do that. Yeah, and I think that's always really fun. Like, I do like that. Like I get, I you know, I'm keen to try more, uh, more like experiment more on different mm. types of environments, things, environments, yeah. and also ways of having sex. I guess yeah. you could say. You know, I always say that, but really, like I'd be willing to try that just to see for both of us, not just to say that we've done it, but. To try that, if because that makes sense. 100%. And I think as much as you may hate sex right now. Because sometimes for people it doesn't feel good as well. Oh, of course. And, and that's painful, just. Which is hard. Yeah. And I think there's, I think that's more common than we probably know. And, yeah. and some women have gone half their life or all their life and they don't, have never had an orgasm, which yeah. is, is crazy. Which is a whole thing that like, yeah, you 
I don't even know who you speak to about that. Oh, there, there would be, be, yes, yeah, of course, absolutely. But I think that's why it's so important to have conversations with your partner about Definitely. this. Because a lot of the time I can go under the rug and then yeah. issues arise and then it all comes out. Or we expect them to be mind readers and they expect us to be mind readers and, you know, when no one's getting anywhere with that. I think yeah. you've just got to be really vocal with what turns you on, yeah. what gets you in the mood, your expectations. Experiment yourself. Yeah. Because as much as what I was trying to say before, as much as we may not, some people may not like sex or find it as a chore or find it to be a chore or, or whatever, intimacy is such a big thing Absolutely. within a relationship. And I think it, it, would, it just is. It would be hard not to have that. I feel yes. like your relationship wouldn't. It's kind of like living with your best friend. Yes. Or you're just coexisting with your partner. I think it is very important for yes. sure. And that again, doesn't have to just be sex. It can just be laying on the lounge or just finding things. You know what it, I find, what I think about is what made me fall in love with him? What yeah. was I turned on back when I met him? Yeah. And it was, it was That's just that carefree, and, and I say this to him all the time, I'm so much more attracted to you when the kids aren't around. Yeah. Because that's how, when I fell in love with him, he was Absolutely. just this carefree, strong, kind of con- not controlling in a way of you can't do this or you can't wear that, but he took the lead. He took yeah, control. Which is nice. Where now when I, when we're home and we're just like, hey, yeah, cool, you know, hey, can you pass me a towel? Or hey, Lenny needs a shitty nappy change. He fucking changed the nappy. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it not that sort of turn on. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's a good way actually too to like think about when you first met them and what made you feel in love, like fall in, fall love. in love with them. That mm. is actually a really good way of putting that because obviously – you know, you're still attracted to Dean. I'm still very attracted to Calais. Yeah. Um, but that is a – I've never thought of that. That's really good. That's good. And what to made take. you fall in love with Calais? For him, I mean, I knew him when I was younger and we used to hook up, but I just thought he was just always so hot, this, like, tanned, beautiful skin. Just his personality. He's so, like, happy and smiley mm. and also, too, like – um I remember when he came to visit me in LA and, um, you know, obviously I told him to bring his swimmers and he like wears his budgies around. Like I thought that was really hot because he's got like the perfect body for it. Oh God. I think budgie smugglers are feral. No, he's got so many of them, but he looks so good in them. Yeah. Okay. I think that were like one moment we're on Palm Springs and, um, I was just like, and we were staying at someone's house and had his budgies on and I was like, Oh my God, I want to jump you so bad. Yeah. So again, it's just little things like that. And do you find and his personality is a big thing for me as well. Of course. And his physique and everything about everything. <laughs> do you find when you do spend that one-on-one time, like the other weekend when I watched Felix yeah. and you had just you and him, oh, were yeah. you, did you come back from that feeling so much more in love? So much more yeah. in love. And, and it's just so nice to have that time away together. And again, like we were very intimate. Yes. You know, like over that weekend, which was really, really good. Mm. And it just sort of brings it back again. Yeah, it brings you back to you and him. Yeah, and then there are moments too where weeks, and I don't know if it's again the hormones where I could, you know, like for example, we're going camping, so I'm like, woo, like I'll be more in that kind of mood as well. I think. Yeah, because you're not in the everyday rat race. Yeah. So I think these are all such normal yeah. feelings and, and thoughts and emotions that everyone feels. Absolutely. It's just finding those little pockets and those little things that make you think, ooh, look at you, you spunker hunker, yeah. and and running with it. And I think every, it's so hard because everyone's 
need so different. different. Like, again, I'm not an affectionate person, but I know Dean loves that. So yeah. if there's one thing, which I know we've spoken about this before, definitely do the love language quiz. You can yeah. find it on I think it's in one of our show notes. Otherwise, just literally go on Google and type in love language quiz. It's good to know and be aware and also to set time apart if you can to spend time together. Like when Callie was said the other day, go take a shower, I'll take a shower, then I'll massage you. Mm. And in my head I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. But we did that. I was relaxed and he got me so in the mood. Yeah. And then I felt like we felt so much better after as well. So it brings it back to sometimes you don't feel like it, but you've just got to do it. And naturally it does get you in the mood. I got one last thing that I do want to say, which works in our relationship. I, it's so funny because I was just bagging, not bagging, but saying, oh, I hate being nagged. But I find if I say to Dean, I don't like when you do that or don't do that or this annoyed me and I kind of come at a point where yeah. come from an angle where I'm maybe attacking a little bit yeah. as opposed to, hey, you know, saying that really upset me or, you know, it really made me feel insecure or, you know, saying that made you feel, me feel like you don't appreciate me, he's so much more receptive to that. Yeah. Not criticism, but criticism. Yeah. So instead of being like, oh. Which when, is such a normal, natural thing to do. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's the way you communicate too. Instead yeah. of saying, hey, Jack, you know, babe, I hate when you come home and you, you know, you're on me straight away like a dog on heat. Instead of saying that to him, be like, hey, could you maybe come home and like, let's sit down and talk for 20 minutes mm. and get me in the mood before we go and have sex. I think it comes down to communication Absolutely. and how you communicate that. So I think that is definitely one major thing that needs to be a priority. Yeah. And also too, sometimes sitting down, like sometimes I'll ask Calais, we ask each other a lot and he'll be like, are you still happy? Oh. Like, of course. And I'm like, are you still happy? Because I'm like, you've asked me the question now. Does that mean that like you're not? Yeah. But he just checks in and I'm like, absolutely. I love that. Like, which is so, which is so lovely, which again, is really nice and because he may not mean that in your relationship he may just mean with you yeah because i think sometimes we forget that we're still individuals yeah and i you could have the best life but mentally you know as a beautiful husband beautiful kids but then you're not in that right headspace which then affects everything else like your relationship your work or whether you're unhappy in a situation yeah definitely mental health is you know real and that's like the last month where i've been in this funk everything's great. You know, I'm married. My kids are healthy. They're thriving. Everything's great. There's nothing to be upset or shitty about. So to feel that, you almost feel so ungrateful. I just feel like an ungrateful bitch. Mm. But where, it's, yeah, but and it's, I've got that self-awareness, yeah. Which is good that you have that self-awareness. But, yeah, like, and sometimes I'll ask him too, like, especially if we're, like, on a long drive or on a road trip or something like that or we've got that time together, you know, sometimes, like, you know, let me know if there's anything that you're missing out on or if there's something that you yes. want, you know, just don't not say anything. I'd rather you tell me. Absolutely. And then we can work towards doing that. Because I, I never want you to then, you know, go all this time without saying anything and then it's like you find it somewhere else, not mm-hmm. that you would, or you're unhappy no, and it leads to something else. Absolutely. And that's, I think there was a podcast and I think he was a counsellor or marriage therapist and he was saying that one of the main causes of divorce is uncommunicated expectations. Yeah. And Which it's, is so funny because it's so easy. Just communicate. It's so much easier said than done. Of course. And especially if your partner's not receptive or you're not receptive. Or you, you don't, don't feel comfortable. Yeah, or you take it as an attack. And that's why I'm so big on couples therapy. I think it's yeah. fantastic just to have that middleman there to kind of help you navigate it because sometimes you do need someone that's not emotionally invested yeah looking at your relationship and being like 
Yeah, but Steph, imagine if he spoke to you like that. How would that make you feel? Mm. And you sitting back and going, oh, yeah, that would make me feel shitty. Absolutely. So, I mean, we went off on a tangent. I feel like I could talk about this sort of stuff for forever. I know. So we need to get the boys back on. Yeah, we do. And we shared, obviously, a lot about intimacy and some of our own own situations, but hopefully we and we drew covered that. that enough for you guys. Yeah, and I think we drew that and, and we did that because we want you to be able to to relate. Yeah, and I guess hold space for the people that maybe don't feel like they can be open and and don't feel comfortable talking about these things, which is something you should never feel uncomfortable about. But we hope you got a lot out of this episode and that you enjoyed it. And we are excited to be in New Year's again next week. All right, see you guys. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.